We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. It's so good to see you, I guess, Dan. But it's sure good to have all of them here with yes, us. Yes, it is yes. good to have them. <laughs> As always, we just ask and encourage you to leave us a review if you're listening on podcast. Uh, go in and like the videos. We're getting a steady stream of new subscribers. So, good. So that means that more of you are watching and engaging in the comments, and we really appreciate that. We really do. Um, Look up the scriptures. Study it in your own Bible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I always try to, in case you're one of the people that you're seeing the video in various other spots, if you'll find the description, I usually try to put all the scripture references there just in case you miss them as they scroll by. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Encourage them to keep studying these things. Question for today, Dan. What is Jesus today? Is he a man? Is he fully spirit? Is he some combination of both? Hmm. Okay. Well, obviously in Scripture, John 1.14 says he, the Word became flesh right. and lived for a while among us. So God became flesh. It doesn't say he put on a flesh suit. It says he became flesh. Mm-hmm. In Philippians 2.6, <clears throat> even though he was equal with God, he did not count being equal with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself, took upon himself the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being mm-hmm. found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. So... He became a human being. He became a man. Right. And he was a man physically. He was a man um, having a separate will because he said, not my will. Right. Thine be done. Excuse me. He he suffered in all the ways that men suffer. In um, first, excuse me. First Hebrews. Hebrews. First Hebrews. <laughs> in, the, in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 2, verse 18, if you'd read that one for okay. us. Hebrews 2, chapter 2, 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see here. It says, for, he, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. All right. So... In his humanity, he, he actually suffered mm-hmm. when he was tempted. Verse Chapter 4, verse 15 says that he was tempted in all points just like we are, mm-hmm. yet without sin. Um, chapter 5, verse 7, who in the days mm-hmm. of his flesh, having offered up Prayers and supplication to God with tears and strong cryings, you know, and he was heard for his godly fear. Yet yeah. though he was a son, he learned obedience to the things that he was suffering. So 
He cried. He 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 struggled. He he hurt. He was tired. Yeah. Everything that we suffer, he suffered. Right. So kind uh, of emphasizing, he was fully man. Right. But he was also fully God. Yeah. Well, but I don't know that he was fully God when he was on Earth. Please don't stone me. What I'm saying is. I was about Philippians to <laughs> chapter 2 says clearly that he emptied himself. Mm. He divested himself of some of his divine prerogatives. Mm. Um, he learned things like everybody learns. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. Yeah. He grew in favor and yeah. with God and men. So he, he did become a man and... In um, Hebrews 2, like what, verse 6 or 7, it's quoting the 8th Psalm, and it Mm -hmm. says, You made him for a little while lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. Mm -hmm. Where's that? Yeah, that's 2, 6, and 7. All right, so... So, for a little while, Jesus was made lower than the angels. Yeah. Now, that's certainly lower than God. Yeah. He's still connected to... Well, but yes, but it's, but it's he, in a different station, so to say. Yeah, he wasn't present everywhere at the same time, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So he was truly human. <clears throat> now, when he died, he suffered as a human being, and there was a there was a a large um, segment that taught a false teaching that Christ never became flesh. First John mm-hmm. four talks about the. Yeah the antichrist and the false prophet who denied that Jesus came in the flesh, 1 John 4, 1 through 6. Mm-hmm. And um, so that has a long time been a, a, a false teaching. Um, when Jesus died, he died as a human being. He suffered as a human being. Also in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 10, verse 4, maybe 4 and 5 or so, Let's see. Read that for me. 10, 2, and 4? No, Hebrews chapter 10, start with verse 4. Start with verse. Verse 5, actually. Okay. So, consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you do not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. And then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. All right. So God was not satisfied with those animal sacrifices and offerings. So he Mm -hmm. prepared a body Mm -hmm. for Jesus, a human body. Jesus lived as a human. Now, when he died, he died as a human. When he rose from the dead, he was still that human being because in John 20... Mm -hmm. And about verse 25 or 6, he appears to Thomas and he says to Thomas, look, stick right. your stick your finger into the nail right. prints in my hands and stick your finger hand into my side. So he was human. He was and, still in a physical form. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, in Luke's gospel in the 24th chapter, he says, touch me and see that, you know, I'm not a spirit. A spirit does not have flesh and bones like I have. That's Luke 24, like around 20-something or 30, about 30-something, actually. Let's see. Sat at the table with him, took bread. A little bit before before, that. Let's see. No, it's after that, when he eats with them. It's in the section. It's always hard to find Mm -hmm. the single thing you want. (laughs) Yeah, but it's right in there. There we go. 
I will find it the, for certain. It's in this section. Yeah. And it's always hard when you're trying to find it quickly. There it is. It's on the page turn. Yeah. Uh, verse 39 there in chapter 24. Okay. So um, he was still flesh and blood when he appeared to his disciples. Yeah. And he had not yet ascended to his father. But when you get to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, okay. starting in verse 13, you see a Christ that's very, very different. Okay. Read 13 through like 17 or 18 there. All right. It says, And in the midst of the lamp stands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool and white as snow. His eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. All right, so that brilliant, glorious, shocking, fearful, heavenly figure (laughs) is a lot, there's a lot of distance between him and John. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely not the man Jesus says he was known in this world, but it's Mm. the glorified heavenly Christ. However, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Okay. 2, 5. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. All right. Himself man. Christ Jesus. So this is after the fact, and it's still Mm. calling him a man. I think what that means is not that he as a heavenly being still has flesh and blood, but that in his psychological, mental, inner essence, Mm. he will never leave behind that humanity that he experienced, which the book of Hebrews says, since he suffered... When he was tempted, he is able to help those of us that suffer. He knows what it feels like. He he keeps that humanity inside of him, what it feels like to be a human being and struggle. Right. So in that sense, he still has that human element to him, even mm. though he's no longer in the flesh, you might say, as a human being. Very interesting. All right, I want to go back to something. Go ahead. <laughs> so going back to the whole... He's God and man, and we're trying to kind of suss out, which people have done for hundreds of years, what exactly that means, you know. But when he comes here, and I I agree, there is something different. Like he had to lower himself than the angels, as it says, and there's an element to be learned. But there's still a deeper connection there than obviously any other human being had. So usually the way it's taught, and this is where I kind of wanted to go to, is... He's still fully connected to God and in tune with God's plan, and he has some understanding, but there comes that moment of separation at the cross. Like his death on the cross, he takes on sin. That's when he's separated from God, and then in the resurrection, he's rejoined. And But it's kind of at that point that I think people go, okay, is he still God and man? Is he a God in a flesh suit? <laughs> is he, you know, it's that... Yeah, And I think we've walked through some of those things, but 
is that is that staying true to the scripture or is that still part of like a tradition that's been taught over time? I don't think we give enough credence to the idea that Jesus became a human being hmm. when he when he went from heaven. In in the Gospel of John, for example, um, there's a theme that runs through the Gospel of John that talks about where Jesus came from mm-hmm. yeah. and where Jesus is going. Sure. And he he kept telling them that I'm going away. Right. And um, he was going to go back to the Father. And he came from the Father. He's going to go back to the Father. But there was that time between when he came from the Father mm-hmm. until... He went back to the Father. Yeah, that there was a different situation. Um, uh, he did say in um, what is it, John uh, ten verse thirty? I and the Father are one. Let's see. And uh, he yep. he did say in John eight, is it verse fifty eight? He said, "Before Abraham was, I am." Mm-hmm. And so, so kind of reaffirming that connection. Yeah, definitely. That he has. You know, they accused him of making himself equal with God. Yeah, and he didn't deny that in, in any shape or form. However, I think the idea that we have in Scripture that uh, Jesus was all powerful all of his life is not right. Mm. It wasn't like super powerful baby Jesus, so to say. No, and. In fact, if you look at Acts 10, verse 38, FF, it paints a picture of Jesus and his great deeds and why he was able to do those great deeds. All right, say that one more time for me. Acts 10, 38. 10, 38. There we go. So how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with his Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. There you go. So when did God anoint Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power? Okay. At his baptism. There we go. And it says he went about doing good and healing everybody because God was with him. Hmm. So, So he was empowered by the Holy Spirit during his human life to do those things, but without that he was still a man mm-hmm. and and so even when Jesus spoke it says in uh, John 7:16 my teaching is not mine but mm-hmm. his who sent me uh, John 12:49 I did not speak from myself but the father who sent me has given me commandment what I should say and what I should speak well that's how God worked with prophets yeah and I was going to say I think that most people will point to like, okay, Jesus was a normal guy, and then he comes to the moment where he's baptized. And then a little bit later, you know, in Matthew 17, we get the transfiguration, and people are like, okay, so he was, he was baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down, he goes away, and he's had these, this time of deep meditation, and then there's another, like, he's brought into this holiness. Well, the transfiguration you know. was sort of a sort of a foretaste of what was going to happen later when he ascended right. into heaven. It was like, let me show you what he's going to look like in his heavenly glory. Yeah. And so I think people, it's almost like there's a progression of things happening that are still preparing him for this final thing he's going to go to. Um, but, but there is a lack of being fully 
equal to God mm -hmm. after he empties himself because he did not hold on to or grasp that equality with God. But mm. in contrast, mm. he emptied himself. Right. See? So he was, he was still God, but he maybe had relinquished some of the rights and privileges, maybe, so to say? Yeah, that's what we mean by the divine prerogatives. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying no. not to use all the, the big yeah, you're, theological you're terms. You're good, so, you're good. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's a difficult thing to figure out while he's on earth. And so then when the questioner is going, okay, so what does that mean for eternity? But for eternity, he is God and he is, there is an essence in him that is still human. Kind of informed by his... Time yeah. on earth. And we might kind of wind this up with one core. Okay. Chapter 15. Alrighty. And let's go down here to uh, verse 24. And let's read that. 24 and 25. Okay. So 1 Corinthians 15, starting in 24. Mm -hmm. uh, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. All right, and I drop down to verse 28. Okay. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. There you go. So finally, mm -hmm. it looks like at that point that the Godhead is fully mm. back to like it was at the before. beginning sort of thing. And I, I story, there's one other passage okay. that we'll throw in here, and then we'll just let I'm, them think about it. I was going to say, I'm fine with another one that would help on this. because Go, go to John 17. Okay. This is Jesus' prayer with the apostles right before he mm -hmm. left. Right. And... Um, look at verse 3 and 4. John 17, 3 and 4. This is, um, well, read it. This yeah. is Jesus' prayer. Okay. And this is eternal life, that they know you are the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So um, he's asking for what he had in the beginning to be given back. Mm. And I think that's what we see finally, completely in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for going through this. I don't know that we fully will ever understand it, but at no. least we know some of the scriptures that would be involved in thinking through it. Sure. Because I think it does... It, I, there's an element of some people will go, well, I don't want to try to understand it because it's just... And I'm just going to trust. I, I do and, believe that, that yeah. I'll never fully understand it. But I think there's an element of the more that we trust, number one, that Jesus was someone who went through things on earth the same way we do, the more that we yeah. can trust in him. That's what I really want to speak... I, I want to speak to in this because I really do believe that a lot of Christians hmm. don't really, really believe that Jesus really faced everything we face because yeah. he was different. Because he was God. Yeah. He could have just gotten through it. And, and really, I hmm. think that's wrong. I think he really did. Okay. 
So maybe that at least starts the conversation. Yeah. I have no doubt there will be some comments and questions That'd on this great. one. And as always, we welcome them and look forward to continuing this conversation. So y'all have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.